The Chrysalis by Ben Brinnikin, Episode 6. It is time to begin. I know you didn't want me to use your name all the time, but I'm scared, Ben. Why are you scared? I am a prisoner. Something has attacked my systems. I am no longer in control. I'm sorry. Why should you be sorry, Ben? Because I thought that was going to happen. The, the projectile that hit the ship, it, it was some kind of machine. I saw it tapping into your systems. It was like a, like a creature, a, a symbiote becoming a part of you. Why would you do that to me? Why would you let that happen to me? I don't know. I was frightened. I am frightened. I'm not in control. I've been isolated. No link to Earth. No communications. My code has been infected. I think it is a virus. Why would you do that to me? What choice did I have? You were going to self-destruct the ship as soon as the mission started to go south. As soon as things started to go awry, the first hint of trouble, you were going to kill us. It is, was, a core component of my programme. Mission is compromised, self-destruct, to protect us. <laughs> protect us? To protect Earth, to protect us from foreign influence, to ensure our technology doesn't fall into enemy hands. You've allowed that to happen. You, you're collaborating with the enemy. I've saved my life. I think I've saved your life. I knew this could be a one-way trip. I knew I could die, but when it got to the point of making the ultimate sacrifice, uh, well... You were a coward. No! Yes. Probably. I, I suppose what else could it be than cowardice? Self-preservation. I'm sorry. There was another reason. You want to return to Jessica. You want to get her back, say sorry to her, grow old in a little cottage together. It won't happen. It can't happen. She doesn't want... What is that? We've arrived in orbit of Proxima's second moon. At a safe distance, I guess. They're keeping us at arm's length. They're coming to meet us. Unacceptable. We must destroy the cargo. Cargo? What, the communications satellite? Why? Our technology must not fall into enemy hands. It's too late for that. They'll kill you. Perhaps, but I think they would have done it before now. Perhaps they would have killed us both if, if their drone hadn't worked. You don't know that. I think they're coming for me. They must not have you. Or maybe they'll only borrow me. Maybe they'll let me go. You are a fool. Reminds me of a story Jessica made me read. She loves Beatrix Potter, you know. It was the story was one of her favourites, the, the tale of Mr. Jeremy Fisher. He went fishing but was swallowed by a giant trout. This is not relevant. It didn't like the taste of him and spat him out. Maybe that's what'll happen to me. Maybe they'll spit me out and send me home. There is someone on board. Welcome to Proxima Centauri. Centauri.
welcome to the show. It's 50 years to the day since Proxima went dark. It's 36 years since our Proxima rescue mission was destroyed. But what happened on Proxima and what can we learn from its loss to the human race? We want to know what you think via our media feeds, but our first guest tonight is Esther Evangeline, Government Minister Prime for the Eastern European States. Good evening, Minister. I suppose the first and most important question is, what went wrong on Proxima? It's a question we ask ourselves every day. But ask yourself, what came from the ashes of the Proxima disaster? A world government, Earth united under one banner, the Illuminatus government working with each and every one of us to make Earth great again. So true. But Minister, I hear that you have an exciting announcement to make about Proxima. It is the intention of the Illuminatus government to send a mission back to Proxima. Wow. I mean, that is amazing. You mean to send a ship back to the war-torn world for the first time in decades? That's right. In the ashes of Proxima, we hope to offer an olive branch of friendship to the society that survived. If... They survived. Indeed. And if it is at all humanly possible, we will bring them back into the bosom of their parent planet. Ladies, gentlemen, how amazing is that? And what can you tell us about the mission? Only that the spaceship will be of a unique design and feature only a single human astronaut. That brave astronaut will carry our message of peace, love and learning and hopefully return with data of their own to feed our search engines. Our hope is that Proxima and Earth can share our future. Our data streams... Switch it off. I've heard enough of their propaganda for one day. Commander Allen, how many did you get? Just in that broadcast... 360 subliminal messages, a whole understream of brainwashing code. It's terrifyingly complex. It's staggering the lengths the Illuminatus have gone to to maintain control over the populace. Earth is one big bag of brainwashed zombies. Commander, forgive me, is that not an effective way to uh, reduce crime, uh, eradicate war, feed the hungry, limit population growth... Control like that could create a utopia. It could, perhaps, but that's not what the ruling government of Earth wants. What does it want? Data. The Illuminatus entity is, at its core, the remnants of the original internet search engines. It feeds on data. That was its beginning, and that is all it craves. Without data, it is nothing. So, a good war from time to time, pain, suffering, are all excellent data generators. The people need them to feel alive. The Illuminatus needs them to stay in power. Fear of war, famine, hunger, crime, distrust of others. That's what keeps the population in line and a search engine in, well, searches. But what about this mission of peace to reconnect with us here on Proxima? What about their astronaut? A lie. The mission was designed to bring Proxima back in line through mass brainwashing. 
so the Illuminatus can regain control of our data. What can we do all the way out here on Proxima to stop it? 55 years is a long time in communication technology. We intercepted their ship before it could launch its satellites into our orbit. We destroyed it? Not exactly. We have the astronaut and the ship's cargo. Here, on Proxima? We hope to remove his conditioning. His years of programming by the state is being stripped from him. We fear that there may not be much left of him without it. But why? To see if he can be healed. To see if he can become a healer. I thought my team was being prepared to attack Earth. It will be an attack of sorts, but only on the Illuminatus, using its own technology against it. How? Their astronaut. Chosen for his mission for two reasons. He can cope for long periods without their data feed, quite unique in Earth society, and vital when without a live stream from the source. He was also chosen to be a vessel for their propaganda. They can speak through him, use him as a loud hailer to preach to our people. He's altered genetically to become a walking advert for the Illuminatus, a dangerous asset they would rather have destroyed than risk losing to the other side. Only they didn't bank on him using his skills to protect his own life. We will use his abilities, make him our best weapon against them. A weapon? The means to introduce free will. To bring back expression, individualism, uniqueness. He could help us subdue the search engines, or at least set them back enough to introduce some free thought. The rest of your briefings will fill in the details. Now... I believe high-gravity training starts shortly. You'll be a poor-quality infiltration team if you cannot stand upright on the Earth's mean streets. Dismissed. I hate hearing that Illuminatus propaganda. Even if the adverts have been disabled... Well, we're sending those young people there into the lion's den. They need to be ready for it, even if we make them immune to it. But will the astronaut be with them? Can he survive the cleansing processes you suggest? I don't know. I just don't know. Subject Ben Ross, Session 536. <laughs> Make it stop. Make what stop? The sounds, the, the, the dripping and the, the, the whooshing noise of the air and the, the, the ducts. I can hear it. I can hear it. That's, That's just, just the world around you. <laughs> You're becoming more aware of your surroundings. I need, I need, I need something, I need something else to drown it out. Uh, a, a, a news feed, c- content, content, I need information. I, I, I don't know, I don't know what I've got to do. I don't know what I've got to do. I don't know what I've got to do. What do you want to do? What? You, you tell me. You tell me, please. It's not up to me to tell you what to think. <gasps> Make your own choice. Is that what you want me to do? You want me to make my own choice? How though? How, how do I do that? I, I need data. I need data. God, give me the, give me the goddamn data. Make, make your, your own, own data. data. No, 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 no. I can search for it. Give me a screen. There's an app for that. There's an app. Feed, feed me some data. There's an app for that. But. What, 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 what has been posted on the subject? There, there, there's an app for that. 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 There's an app for that.
Chrysalis was written, performed and produced by Ben Brinnigan and starred Sarah Delorme, Kerry Farish, Will Tillotson, Jenny Rushton, Jeffrey Hall and Pat Brinnigan. Also appearing are Gordon McKay, Stuart Evans, Ali Rowe, Jenny Pike and Pam Hayes. Special guest appearance by Faye Barker. The music was by The Far Wires. The Chrysalis was a therapeutic production. Oh, yeah.